This is a podcast about betting on sports, which is something you can do to try and make money. One important thing to know is that this podcast is not going to be the reason you get rich from sports betting. To repeat, we are not going to get you rich. There are sleazeballs abound all over the internet who will be happy to take your money to chase that lie. Here, at best, we might make you a little bit less awful of a better if you're lucky. Bet at your own risk. Don't bet more than you can afford to lose. And Godspeed. Welcome to the Ides of October, October 15th, the Jay Swaw and Silent Rob Show, Silent Married Rob Show, I should say. Um, Jay Swaw, did you have as impactful of a weekend as I had? Um, not nearly as many commitments as you made, but mm-hmm. you got married. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, how was that? Terrific. Uh, would recommend. Yeah, to a friend, four out of five dentists. Four to five dentists recommend brushing your teeth on the day you get married. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, had a had a genuinely good time, uh, even through the pandemic. Got a got a lot of love, so yes, recommend. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm happy for you. Um, still puzzled by your wife's decision, but mm-hmm. what can you do? What can you yep. do? Um, yeah. So here we are. Week six is right around the corner. No Thursday night game, so we don't even have to pretend like we know the the uh, who's going to win that one. Uh, so nothing to do. Maybe I, I might be a bit cultured, maybe read a book or something tonight without without the Thursday. But uh, we're going to go over the games. Before we go over the games, we're going to talk a little uh, fantasy football. And uh, we're kind of at the crossroads of the fantasy football season. So five weeks behind us. Uh, should be about eight, maybe nine weeks until playoffs for fantasy football. It's usually week 14, 15, and 16, depending on your league. And the first thing we're going to talk about is know your league. So know how many teams make the playoffs. Um, are, are there buys? Are there not buys? Um, so to kind of kick off the fantasy football uh, discourse, if you will, Rob. Um, yeah, got to know the percentage of teams that make the playoffs. So I, I played in a league before where with, with some of our um, college idiot friends who there's a 12-man league and eight of the, the teams make the playoffs. And so essentially, um, you know, all but four teams make it. So that should impact your decision-making from the very beginning where you, you pretty much from week one to, to middle of the year, you should be building for the future. So every decision you're making, everything you're doing should be, uh, you know, just to get into the playoffs and be doing things where better matchups, better, um, you know, higher upside guys you should be taking swings on because essentially once you get to the playoffs, there's no buy because it's one seed plays eight seed two seven. Three six, so there's really no advantage. You might say, "Well, yeah, the one seed's playing the eight seed," but the randomness involved is a lot of a lot of the times the better teams will be um, the the six, seven, or eight, just because the game is so weekly, and it's not like you get to rest your players or anything like that. So that's the first thing um, I would say is know your league settings. Um, so you know know where that threshold is. If you're in a if you're in a league that only four teams make the playoffs, okay, then you need to start making more win now modes, even if you do have a better um, you know team. But uh, you know be be aware of that. That's the biggest thing I would say. Um, and then the next thing you need to be aware of is you need to self assess. So you need to identify if your team is uh, actually a great team. Is it a, is it a decent team, which most likely it is, or is it a terrible team? Um, you know, if you, if you have a great team, then maybe you do start looking on making some, some decisions for the playoffs, things of that nature. Uh, if you have a decent team, you know, identify your weaknesses. This is a great time to make some trades, uh, take advantage of people that are in win now scenarios. Um, take advantage of buys. A lot of people will, 
Uh, maybe the, the team that's one and four or zero oh and five, they might have two of their best players on buys this week. They can't use, but they got to win this week. Send them a trade offer. You know, you might lose this week, but then you get those guys for the next rest of the year. Uh, so definitely, definitely do some self assessment. Um, some things I would do is, uh, you know, definitely have different options. So just remember of things, think of them in, in realms of, of probability uh, than certainty. So unless you have elite guys at quarterback or tight end, I'd be going to the waiver wire, picking up quarterbacks like Ryan Tannehill or, or Annie Dalton. And in my latest uh, streaming article, uh, streaming uh, and waiver article I wrote and I put it on my Twitter, uh, I, I talked about how much Annie Dalton uh, love I have. And I picked him up in, I think I did 21 leagues. I think I have him in about 15 leagues. So um, any comments about Andy Dalton uh, you'd like to make Rob or, or thoughts about having so much of my, uh, my hobby tied to, to a uh, red rocket. <laughs> uh, nothing but love for, for Andy Dalton, Texas guy coming home. Uh, I do have a question for you. So uh, of your 21 leagues Jay, that you're playing in, I know you had a good fantasy football uh, overall performance in 2019. In, in 2020, what's your breakdown between of your 21 teams? How many are, are great or strong? How many are average and how many suck? Yeah, so I have one really shitty team, um, but it was kind of by design. I, I stacked a team, so I stacked the Buccaneers. What I mean by that is I took Tom Brady, I took Gronkowski at tight end, I took Godwin, and I took uh, Mike Evans because I was relatively underweight on those guys individually. So I figured that if I were to stack them all on one team and they all, you know, were better than expected, then that team would be excellent. And if you think about it with a fantasy football team, there's, there's four outcomes, usually with payouts. There's you get first place, which is usually around five times uh, the buy-in amount. Second place is usually 3x. Third, third place is usually get your money back. And then fourth through 10, or maybe they're four through 12, depending on how many people are in your league, you get no money. So you want to be taking that upside, if that makes sense. You know, you want you you don't want to be the Washington football team. You don't want to be eight and eight, or or you know, best case scenario, eight and eight. You want to either be Ricky Bobby first or last. Um, so that that's the only team I have that's one and four. Every other team I have is two and three or uh, four and one. I actually don't have an undefeated team. I don't have five and zero. Oh. Uh, but uh, a lot of times uh, I, I will not play kickers and I won't, or maybe not play de- uh, defense just so I can. Uh, pick up a guy for a week and like quote unquote have him as a tryout on my bench. And if he performs really well, then he stays on my team forever. Um, whereas m- maybe that week I, I, I don't have a kicker because if you think about it, a lot of these matchups week in, week out, they're, they're usually a wider range of outcomes. Um, usually, you know, it might be 30, 40 points that you might win or lose by. So you having that mid range kicker wouldn't have helped your team either way. And if the, if the good thing is, is, if you do get to a Sunday night game, there's only two or three games left. You can always just pick up one of those kickers that are left and then they can make the difference for you. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are just some basic game theory things. Um, yeah. If you don't have an elite quarterback, I'd be picking up a Ryan Tannehill. I'd be picking up an Andy Dalton. I'd be picking up a, a, a Joe Burrow or a uh, uh, just Justin Herbert. Because one of those four guys is going to be a, a top six, top seven quarterback from now to the rest of the year. I obviously would love to know which one it is. Um, I think I think Andy Dalton, you're going to get the answer to that question the soonest 
because he is coming in replacing Dak Prescott, who got an injury very similar to yourself, which I completely forgot about, um, which obviously is quite gruesome. Uh, but he is in such a good setup. Uh, he has the best receiving uh, trio of receivers in the league. He has a great running game. He has a terrible defense, which was going to make game scenarios uh, where he's going to have to throw the ball a lot. I mean, Dak, Dak Prescott was you know, on pace to probably have the best fantasy year ever at quarterback position. And Dak Prescott, talent-wise, is probably top eight, maybe top five. I mean, Andy Dalton was a starting quarterback in the NFL for nine years. Um, you know, it's not real unrealistic to say he's probably a top 20, maybe at worst top 22, 23 quarterback. So he could very easily put up, you know, really, you know, really good numbers. And the best part is, like I said, you're going to get that answer soon. I say after two games, you'll know they play Arizona this week at home in a dome. Uh, and then next week they play the Washington football team. I mean, if he's not a top 10 quarterback with those two performances, then he's never going to be, but you're going to get that answer soon. As for Ryan Tannehill, as for Joe Burrow, um, Tannehill, you probably get the answer soon as well, and he's been a top twelve quarterback so far. Uh, but with Burrow and, and um, Herbert, you'll probably get that answer in the next four to five weeks as they are rookies uh, in this COVID rookie season. Uh, but yeah, it's just some basic strategies. Also, if your team is four and one, five and zero, oh, maybe you're looking at at elite players that get dro- dropped, so like elite defenses or elite kickers that get dropped during buys. Pay attention to those schedules. You, it, it is early enough for you to go ahead and hold those guys for for that because they will be starters uh, during come playoff season. So, um, and, and yeah, and, and make trades because right now everyone in the league still thinks they have a chance. But two weeks from now, there's going to be a, a pretty clear drop off, and at least fifteen uh, percent of your league will be pretty much quasi eliminated. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, keep checking the, the Twitter page and and uh, the rankings at the website. And always reach out. I'm, I'm having about pretty much a steady six, seven guys reaching out to me uh, in terms of pickups and analysis. And uh, I, I really love giving the insight. So so feel free to keep hitting me up. Uh, anything before we move to the games this week, Rob? Anything fantasy-wise uh, you'd yeah, like to discuss? Yeah, I got a discuss? question for you. So the, you talked about knowing your league, knowing your team, kind of assessing where you are. If you feel like you have a pretty good shot of making the playoffs and you're building for the future like you talked about, um, do you have any insight as to in those weeks that will be in the playoffs, week 14, 15, 16, whatever, um, any scheduling things to look out for, maybe teams where you want to overweight offense or defense based on matchup, uh, expected, you know, how they're going to show up for that game, how they're playing this year, or is it too early for that? Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, so be, at the beginning of the year, defense year to year is not very sticky, so it's hard to know what the good defenses are. But now about five weeks of data, we kind of do know who's terrible, who's not. One guy that you know I would be trying to get, and I am trying to get in all my leagues that I do have a good team in, is um, Nick Chubb. He's the running back for the Browns. He's actually hurt. He's got an MCL right now, so injury. So he's going to be out the next five weeks. Um, so it's perfect if their team is like one in four or something and, and you can trade for him and, and potentially get him cause you can get him for the cheap, but they play the giants and the jets, both teams who are own five this year. So week 15 and week 16, which is the semifinal and finals, they, uh, you know, they, they play the pretty much two worst teams in football. Uh, so, and he's hurt right now, so you can get him for real cheap. Uh, Seahawks play the Washington football team. I'm just pulling that up right now. Uh, Bills play the Broncos. So stuff like that is, is definitely something worth considering, um, even though we are this far out. But those are those minute things that that are, are going to make big differences down the road because 
your your results from week six to to thirteen are going to be any any waiver pickup you make. Like if you pick up the the thirtieth best wide receiver, it's going to have a really minimum impact on on your team. If that makes sense. Uh, whereas you get a starter in the fantasy playoffs, and that's going to be that's going to be massive, you know, and a great matchup, something of that nature. So, um, yeah, there's just some things to look at. Also, when you're doing your self assessment, don't just look at your record. You should look at your points scored. Um, so, a, a way, a very basic theory of, of like sports handicapping is just taking like the Pythag of points scored minus points allowed and getting that point differential rather than looking at a record. And you should look at that too. And, and, and because you don't play defense in fantasy football, it's really just your points scored. So you should look at, you know, if you're four and one, maybe you're second or third place, but you've only scored like the seventh most points in the league. That means you're lucky and you should still stay in win now mode because um, most likely you're going to regress and you'll be, you haven't locked in a playoff spot. And conversely, you know, you might be three and two right now, but if you've scored the most points in the league, then you've got a pretty damn good team and you, you might be, able to look at those those moves moving forward um but yeah i I think that makes makes uh sense does it rob yep all right sounds good all right well we'll move on to uh, some games that i like this week and i'll get you out of here so uh first game i I bet was the carolina panthers Uh, i actually got this at minus two and a half it's minus one and a half so the market has gone against me Uh, i just really like the carolina panthers uh they, they have teddy bridgewater they have joe brady who was the offensive coordinator at LSU last year who led the LSU uh, turnaround and um, yeah, their offense has been really good. They've actually been without Christian McCaffrey the last three games and they're three and oh. So there's like this old adage that uh, running backs don't matter. And it, it's, it's true. And, and Christian McCaffrey is not only the best running back, he was an all pro wide receiver last year. The first person to ever be all pro at wide receiver and running back. So he's a dynamic player, uh, but it just shows you how well they've schemed. Uh, everything first year OC in the NFL, um, Joe Brady, who had so much success with the uh, with LSU last year. I think he was with the Saints beforehand, uh, but he'll probably be an NFL coach for the next three years. Uh, their new coach Matt Rule came from Baylor, turned around that program. Before that, he turned around uh, Temple, and he was brought in to turn around the Panthers. And, and Dave Tepper, their owner, kind of gave him a long leash and said, "Hey, it doesn't have to be this year." Um, but they they've really they're kind of ahead of schedule. So I'm, I'm buying on them. Um, just to give you an example, the spread's one and a half right now. Preseason, this game was supposed to be Bears three and a half. So it just shows you how much the market's already changed. And a lot of times I, I would look to take the other side and say, man, there's been too much of a correction. But I actually think this Panthers team is legit. And they're just, they're just playing, you know, they're having a lot of fun. Um, they're, 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 you know, they're, they're, they just look like a good team. And conversely, the, the Bears – they're four and one, uh, but their quarterback play is terrible. And the God damn it, I just got a text that Le'Veon Bell signing with the Kansas City Chiefs, and I have a lot of the Chiefs running back. Uh, anyways, fuck you, Le'Veon. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Panthers, the, yeah, I, I have a bet on them. Um, if you did strictly by the numbers, this is this is definitely a play you wouldn't get. This is just uh, I, I'm buying that the Panthers are are you know the market hasn't even adjusted enough for them. Um, their defense is not good, but we're living in an age of the NFL where defense does not matter. Uh, it's all about the offense and the bears start Nick Foles at quarterback, who's probably, you know, it, it is a lot worse than any Dalton. Let's put it that way. Um, moving on to, to another game, uh, that I have a bet in, uh, I have the, I have the 
Los Angeles Rams at plus two and a half. Right now, it's the Rams minus three and a half. That's how much the, the market has moved. This is just something I just bet the opener. The, the Niners are going through quarterback injuries right now. Uh, so this was just an early number that I got. I really like the over in this game. You, you can't bet the, the, the price I have right now because uh, I have the Rams plus two and a half when they're actually minus three and a half right now. So I'm not going to be that guy and be like, oh, yeah, go out and try to find that number because you're just not going to find it. Uh, but I do like the over in this game. Uh, the Rams have just played absolutely no one. Yes, they're four and one. Yes, they've dominated those bad teams, but um, they—they, they, you know, it's more about who they played than who they are. Um, their their offense is good, but their defense is is not that good. Um, the Niners are really banged up on defense, but they have a brilliant offensive mind in Kyle Shanahan. Um, and, and the Rams do as well have a brilliant offensive mind. This is also a primetime game. Um, you know, you can call this a little bit of conspiracy, but there's definitely um, you know, there's incentive for the NFL to, to see points being scored in these, these, um, you know, standalone primetime games. So, uh, this is Sunday night football, uh, Sean McVay and the Rams offense is humming. I don't necessarily love Jared Goff, but it's really about McVay and the way he schemes things up for, um, for Goff. The Niners defense is, is really horrible. They just got lit up by the Dolphins. They were an eight point favorites. And I think they lost by two or three touchdowns at home. Uh, but Shanahan will have them ready for this game. I think George Kittle's going to go off. The Rams linebacking core is not too good. So, yeah, I like the over in this game. I bet it all the way uh, up to 52.5 right now. I got it at 51.5. Um, but, yeah, I like the over in that game. Another game I bet was uh, the Dolphins minus 9.5. It's going to be – this game's going to close 10.5. This is just all to do with the Jets being an awful, awful franchise. Um, and – yeah, the Dolphins are not a bad team. They, they got off to a little bit of a slow start, but I talked about this earlier in, in the year, the preview pod. This is a team that's going to get better throughout the year. They have tons of young players. They have a really good coach um, that the, the guys like playing for. And the Dolphins have never really played in this role of being favorites. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is, is a veteran who – uh, the guys like playing for as well. And I, I think they're going to get up on the jets and they're just going to, they're going to bully them. They're, they're just going to enjoy being the the favorites and, and bully a, a really bad professional football team in the New York jets. Um, and, and I don't have anything more analysis than that. It's just, um, you know, you bet against a really bad team until they, they prove uh, otherwise. Uh, and then lastly, I have my favorite bet of the week. Uh, probably my favorite bet of the season. It's already moved. I tweeted this out, I think, two two days ago. Uh, I had the Chiefs minus three and a half against the Bills. So the Bills played Tuesday night football. I actually had the Bills in this game. They came out, and you could just tell from the first possession that they were outmanned by the Titans. Um, more of my that bet was against the Titans than, than the, anything to do with the Bills. It was the Titans. They, they had to practice virtually for like two weeks and stuff like that, but they actually handled it really well. The Bills were actually the ones who they were kind of looking ahead to this Chiefs game. And anytime you're, you're in the professional football and you know you start preparing for another team and then you have to come back to a team, it's just very confusing. Uh, but this is more about the Chiefs, the fact they lost last week. They lost to the Raiders. Uh, and they have two extra days to prepare. So like I said, the Bills played last uh, on Tuesday, where the Chiefs played on Sunday. The Chiefs off a loss with extra preparation. Um, we saw what they did to the Ravens. Uh, this, is, this is a line that's probably going to close six and, a, six, six and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets to seven. Uh, I played anything under six, so it's at four right now. Go ahead and play it. I put two units on this with the Chiefs. 
Uh, I think they're just going to blow them out. The Bills were undefeated previous to the, their game against the Titans, and they looked really bad. Their defense looked bad. Their quarterback, who has been playing way above expectation, Josh Allen, he uh, he really looked flustered, and his confidence is kind of gone. Um, the Chiefs, who actually their defense was, was playing okay, got torched by the Raiders. Um, the Chiefs' offense wasn't that great either. Uh, but yeah, Andy Reid's such a good coach. Patrick Mahomes, very decent at football. Uh, I, I really love the Chiefs in the spot, so I, I would bet this anything under six. Go ahead and, and fire on that. Get that get that registry money, uh, Rob, and just put it on the Chiefs, man. Put it on the Chiefs. Wow. Yeah. Strong words. Did you just call this your favorite bet of the season so far? It is a pregame. My favorite pregame bet. So I, I, I like I said, I usually specialize in. Uh, live betting or, or futures betting, which the futures betting actually has not been doing going so well this year. Uh, but yeah, the, I, I really love this bet. And I, I put two units on it. I'm not going to put any more on it. Uh, the only way I would bet this was probably if the Chiefs somehow fell behind early in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but yeah, the total is 57 and a half. There's going to be tons of points scored. Uh, I think it's just going to come down to Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. It's going to you know, both guys are going to – to win this game, you're going to have to put up 30 points. I think Josh Allen is just going to make more mistakes than Patrick Mahomes. And uh, I think if you break it down to that level, um, most people would agree with me. So, uh, yeah, and then you give the two extra days off a loss with the Chiefs. Great co- – better coach than Andy Reid. I actually like the Bills and, and their coach as well. It's just Patrick Mahomes is just on a different level. Um, so I learned my lesson, you know, a couple weeks ago, I went with the Ravens against Patrick Mahomes and Monday night football. I'm going to, I'm going to turn on that dime here and say, Patrick, you, you and Andy, you, you know, better put my money behind you. Um, but yeah, that, that's, those are the bets I have right now. I might, uh, tweet some other ones. I had the Packer, or excuse me, I did have the Packers at pick them and then it moved. That was just a numbers play. It looks like it's come back. Uh, to a pick them right now. Uh, I'm okay with it. I, I, I'm not really huge on the, on the Bucks or the Packers. Um, There's some injury news that brought that back down. Um, I, I'm cool with the, with, with taking the Packers in that game at, at, at pick them, but I wouldn't recommend it as a play. I thought the game was going to go more towards three. Um, so I just kind of bet a bad number, but maybe it was a good number and I'm off on that. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, but I do have that in my portfolio. Uh, but I, I pretty much have that as like a coin flip. Uh, so even if it were to win, it, it was just because 50% of the time it does. It's not, I don't think I have a real edge on it. I just kind of misread the market. So if you so, see why I tweeted that play out, but I'm not talking about it here, that's why. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Uh, anything fantasy, sports betting, marriage advice you want to uh, tell the, the listeners before we uh, wrap things up? Um, I want to refer back to a couple of weeks back and remind everyone that I'm a lifelong Tampa Bay Rays fan back when oh, they were yes. the Devil Rays. You know, yes. I'm all in now. This this podcast is uh, is for real. All in on the Rays, uh, whether it's Rays Braves or Rays Dodgers, both of which I think we think is weird. It's a weird World Series, right? Um, but I like it. I've been enjoying watching baseball, and I um, am sorry for all the people in the bullpen who have to pitch every day. <laughs> I apologize. I hope you're stretching and you're getting massages and shit because oh my god absolutely i mean i i hate to say it i really do because like nick marquez plays for the braves but 
Um, Rays, Rays, Dodgers. I think I might watch every every pitch of that World Series. I really, yeah. I really think I would. Um, but as we speak, the Astros three one Astros right now. Wouldn't it be just so villainous for them to just come back three zero and, and beat the Rays? I mean, I'm not wishing that at all. But that, that would be, be some in- dark skies. Yeah, yeah, twenty twenty shit. Yeah, the world's it, it, on fire and the Astros uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's and then they would face, they would face the Dodgers potentially. I mean, obviously the Braves are up, so we're talking as if that's a done deal. But um, yeah, so much drama if the Dodgers are in, no matter the opponent. Obviously, we want the Rays, um, but I wouldn't even be upset if the Dodgers won it. I mean, you know, this is never never going to be an, an LA uh, podcast, but they, they've they've paid their dues. They've paid their dues, no doubt, no doubt. I agree. All right, man. Well, on that note, I think we'll wrap things up. Congratulations to you again, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Peace.